Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let's Go Up Podcast Edition, where we explore the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. We're your hosts. I'm Dean. And I'm Kratos. And Kratos. Yep. Today, it's February. February. How about that? So, this is love. That's true. Mm-hmm. It is the month. It's a very cold month in some parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. My friend sent me a screenshot of the weather warning in Saskatchewan. Life-threatening cold wind chills ahead. Life-threatening. Yeah. Here in BC, our little exclamation mark weather warning is like severe winter weather ahead. One centimeter of snow expected. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are places where it's a lot colder than it is here. I can tell you that much. What would the weather be like in Iceland right now? In February, cold, but maybe not as cold as Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But people fly away this time of year. You know, people like to escape their problems. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. So my aunt and uncle went on a trip to Mexico a few weeks ago, and their flight was delayed because a passenger noticed a crack in the window. Oh, really? So they got everyone off the plane, and they gave them free vouchers for food. So my aunt and uncle were very happy with their free food vouchers. Easy <laughs> to please, okay? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that is easy to please compared to having to get off the plane and reboard. And- yeah, so they got a new flight. They went to Mexico. Then he's trying to pay for something. The worker there is just looking at him, like, confused. And then finally he realizes he's been trying to pay with Icelandic Krona, I guess they had brought all the wrong kind of money. And then he realizes that he brought two left feet for his sandals. <laughs> Rather than a left and a right. That's crazy. Yeah, he'll survive. It's Mexico. Go barefoot or That's right. buy some new ones in the thrift store. I don't know. It's a funny problem to have. It's like when my parents would go to Mexico, they only would like to pack things in carry-ons because then the flight's way cheaper. Right. So they get really good at packing tight. My mom would roll underwear up really tightly, put it in the coffee travel mugs. She'd fill every little nook and cranny. So my dad's at the refreshment booth getting a drink. He opens up his little canister. He's so confused what's in here. And he starts pulling out this underwear and unravels it. And he's like holding up my mom's underwear in front of the worker. And then he pulls out another one and she sees him from the beach. Like, what is he doing? Is that my underwear? <laughs> I've heard of people vacuum packing their oh clothes to make them smaller so they can fit them into it. I should bag. tell them that. They have a vacuum sealer thing. Awesome. There's only one problem. You vacuum pack it. You put it in a little duffel bag. You get there. You unvacuum pack it and use it, but then how do you get it back oh, home again? Oh, okay. See, you bring the vacuum packer in your backpack, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> how would that go through security? I don't know. <laughs> My friends, they came from Germany one year. They were visiting family, and they brought back this very old antique-type telephone, but they didn't want it to get damaged, so they put it in their toddler's backpack. So the toddler puts his backpack through the security and all they see are like wires and this weird metal stuff, Mm. like bomb alert, right? Right. So they take the little boy and they put him in one room and start asking him all these questions. What's in your backpack? I don't know. Who packed your backpack? I don't know. (laughs) They finally realized it wasn't a bomb. They didn't need to get a bomb squad in. But the woes of traveling. Yeah. So if you find this conversation encouraging... Make sure you hit like and subscribe. You could share if you want to be notified. Just roll with it. If you want to be notified, you know what to do. Notification bell. We have a website, letsgoup.us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today, Kratos, we're going to talk about frequency again. Yeah. Okay. So you had kind of thought about some ideas, but then this came to you just sort of last minute, which is always a delight. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit gives you a word outside of what you were thinking. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, we had something planned and we always leave it up to the Holy Spirit to direct our conversations. And he did bring in the past few days something to me and we felt like we should go with that today. So Mm. it's kind of off the cuff today, Yeah, but I'm kind of excited about it. All right. It's going to be great. But I also have to give credit to where my inspiration came from. I was listening to a podcast from Justin Paul Abraham on... That's that's a name. (laughs) Amazing. He was talking about engaging with time. It was this part about frequency and he only touched on it and it's just sent me on a journey. Mm. And I thought since we talked about frequency at New Year's, we could bring some additional thoughts Mm -hmm. to it. Me likey. Me like, Okay. So originally we were thinking of talking about what was in John 13. In John 13 verse 10, he says you are completely clean and only your feet need to be washed. Because I've been reading John 13 over and over for the past couple of weeks, I really feel like there's something in the story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet that is really profound Mm -hmm. and that I haven't seen yet. And I'm looking for what it is, and I see two or three things in there. But I thought it was interesting that Jesus said to Peter, because Peter protested. Mm -hmm. No, you can't wash my feet. Yeah. Jesus said, don't worry, you're already completely clean. Mm. He said, only your feet need to be washed. And then... A few verses later, he once again said to the disciples when he was talking about pruning, you're already clean because of the word that I spoke to you. Mm. I was thinking about the idea that we're completely clean. So much of our lives we have spent in a sin-conscious mindset. And Mm. part of the revelation of our new nature in Christ is that we've been made clean. And Mm. what we consciously engage with and agree with is the reality that will come into our lives. Mm -hmm. And If we engage with being sin conscious and feeling dirty, we're going to go that direction. Mm -hmm. If we engage with righteousness Mm. and the fact that we have been made completely clean, totally Mm. clean, then we're going to go in that direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was the first part of this for me. It's like you are what you eat. Yes. Right? (laughs) You are what you eat. You are what you look at. Mm -hmm. You are where your eyes are focused. Jesus says, just eat me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Simple. Simple. So, you know, that kind of got me going. And then I, you know, I picked up on this idea of frequency. And I have to say, I never realized there was as much scientific research on the frequency of our body and the frequency of different emotions Mm. and different responses that we can have to things. But I looked up the word frequency and human body or emotional frequency, and there are like 25 charts and they're all very consistent. They're done by some pretty outstanding scientists. Mm, I'm a brilliant man. Yes. A brilliant woman. (laughs) The one that I'm looking at here right now is actually done by Stephen Hawkins. Mm. People of that caliber have done these studies, the responses that we have to things as human beings causes our body and our emotions to vibrate at certain frequencies. And they've even, you know, made lists of what the frequencies are beside the different responses. For instance, love, you know, vibrates at around 500 hertz. So all of the different responses have a frequency attached to them, and they're all very consistent between the different studies that have been done. Consistently at the top of the list are things like Thankfulness, Mm. gratefulness, appreciation, love, peace, Mm -hmm. joy, and consistently at the bottom of the list are things such as guilt, shame, anger, hatred, lust, Mm. apathy, apathy, things like that. Mm. And so those are very low frequency 
responses mm. and emotional states to be in, whereas the other ones are upper level. Mm. Let's go up ones. Yes. <laughs> let's go uppers. Yes, let's go mm. uppers. And I always wondered why we were encouraged to do certain things in the Bible. Mm-hmm. The Bible says rejoice always. Says it again. And again. Rejoice. rejoice. <laughs> yes. As if you didn't hear it the first yeah. time. It's like, I'm trying to make a point here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rejoice always. You meant to say sometimes, right? <laughs> no, it says always. In everything, give yeah. thanks. Just some things. Most things. No. Everything. Everything. <laughs> we are encouraged to have responses like joy. Mm-hmm and thankfulness, and gratefulness, and love, and patience, the fruits of the Spirit. And I always wondered, why are we encouraged to rejoice when we might be going through something that's really terrible? Yeah. Why is that supposed to be our response? Mm. I can never figure out why God would tell us to rejoice when... Something that's clearly against His will is happening. Yeah, but it says rejoice Always. Mm -hmm. In everything, give thanks. Not for everything. That's what we get confused on. You're not being thankful for the sickness because, you know, Jesus healed everybody who came to him. But in the sickness or in the trial, Mm -hmm. you can give thanks. But how do you get there without faking it, grinding your teeth, right? you know, putting on that brave face so people think you're a good Christian? That's what we're going to talk about today, Chris. Mm -hmm. That's where we're going. Where it's genuine. And deep and real, authentic. How can it be authentic? How can we step into the authentic? Authentic vibrations. That's right. Good vibrations. You know that old... That's a Beach Boys song. Beach Boys. Sung that twice now (laughs) with the wrong tune every time. Okay, focus. (laughs) So my thoughts went to the fact that the things with the high vibrations, they are actually things that you find in heaven. Mm. The things with the low vibrations, they're things that are found here on earth. Mm, yeah. They're low things. Mm-hmm. They come from the fall. But heaven carries the frequency of light. Mm. Heaven is saturated with light. Yeah. God is love. Mm-hmm. He doesn't resonate with that frequency. He is that frequency. Mm-hmm. God is light. Mm. So light, love, thankfulness, joy, peace. All of those things are high frequency. They're things that come from our soul and they're reactions that come out of our heart. Heaven is filled with those things. Mm -hmm. And so when we here on earth have the same response as heaven is having, then we are syncing up and aligning with Mm -hmm. the frequencies of heaven. If we respond with the same types of things that the earth is responding to, then we're syncing up and we're aligning with earth. We're aligning with the fallen, with the old nature. But if we align with heaven, we're aligning with our new kainos created. Oh, boom. Nature. How? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, just as it is. And I don't know if anyone would say that these lower vibrations, grief, fear, apathy, guilt, shame are anything in heaven. Why would we normalize them here? I don't think you can find them in heaven. Mm -hmm. They're nowhere to be found there. Mm -hmm. You're right about that. I guess what I'm amazed at is how science corresponds with what the Word of God is saying. Mm -hmm. Because I was thinking about this. There really is nowhere in the Bible that it talks about frequencies. Mm -hmm. But it does talk about love. It -hmm. does talk about joy. It does talk about peace. It does talk about 
putting on these things. Yeah. It talks about rejoice always. So it encourages us to do these things and it discourages us from fear and anxiety, the lower things. Yeah. So the Bible mentions them all, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily equate them mm-hmm. to being frequencies. Mm. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Is mm-hmm. that how he says it? Yes, it is. So that sounds frequency-ish. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It? Yeah. So Cretus, I wrote something down here. Let's hear it. Every person on this planet is vibrating at a very subtle hertz frequency rate. (laughs) We have a base metabolic rate when at rest. So evidently when we're at rest, there's a base rate that we vibrate at. Mm -hmm. But when events start happening in our lives and our emotions become engaged, our vibrational rate changes rapidly and often dramatically. There is a reason why we are told to put on a new self, why we are encouraged to rejoice always, overflow with gratitude, put on love. The fruits of the Spirit are actually frequencies that we carry. The universe is programmed to respond to those high-frequency waves. That is why all of creation is waiting for the sons and daughters to be revealed. How does creation know when a son or daughter of the kingdom walks by? Because... They recognize our frequency. Yeah. That's how creation knows. Creation was put in this situation not of its own fault, but because of us. Mm-hmm. It's at a low frequency rate. Mm-hmm. And it's longing to be released from that. Mm-hmm. And so when we come along, we have the ability to affect creation mm-hmm. and release a high-level healing frequency over creation. Mm-hmm. Creation is longing for that. When creation sees us walking by... How do you think it responds? How do you think it recognizes us? Hmm. It recognizes us if we're carrying light. It recognizes us if we're carrying love or if we're carrying peace. Yeah. But if we're carrying those other things, if we're walking around angry. You won't be a very good horse whisperer. (laughs) Basically what's going to happen is creation won't respond to you. Mm -hmm. There's no sense in creation responding to a low level frequency because it's already got that. Mm. Yeah. But if it responds to a high-level frequency, it can be lifted out of what it's been forced into. Mm, Yeah. All creation yearns for the suns to be revealed. Yes. I have it here in the Amplified, Romans 8. For even the whole of creation, all nature, waits eagerly for the children of God to be revealed. Mm. For the creation was subjected to frustration and futility, not willingly, but by the will of him who subjected it, which was us. But it has hope that creation will be freed from its bondage and gain entrance into the same glorious freedom of the children of God. So creation actually wants to be released into the same glorious freedom that the sons and daughters have. Yes. Listen to this one. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Whoa. (laughs) Standing on tiptoe. Is this passion? Yeah, the cosmos is standing on tiptoe, Dean. Okay, go on. (laughs) For against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin. Womp, womp, womp. Sorry. (laughs) But now, with eager expectation, all creation longs for freedom from its slavery to decay and to experience with us the wonderful freedom coming to God's children. Mm. To this day, we are aware of the universal agony and groaning of creation, as if it were in the contractions of labor for childbirth, 
And it's not just creation. We who have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit also inwardly groan as we passionately long to experience our full status as God's sons and daughters, including our physical bodies being transformed. For this is the hope of our salvation. Uh, <laughs> I love the wording. So it's very passionate. <laughs> very passionate. So, Dean, you got any more um, juicy scriptures? We have a whole list of them today. Okay, let's hear it. Today, people are not going to be able to accuse us of not reading our Bible. (laughs) (laughs) The Bible itself does say the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. That's true. We got to leave room. We're going to leave room. (laughs) The Holy Spirit will help us invent new words this year. (laughs) We already have some pretty good words. I'm actually quite impressed lately with Bamworthy for some reason. Bamworthy. Yes. Mm -hmm. I like that word. (laughs) It makes sense to me. It makes sense, yeah. yeah. You like the feel of it. it has good I like, vibration. <laughs> I like the feel of it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Second Corinthians 5.17. Oh, yes, I see you've got it in a couple translations. Yeah, I've got it in the... Oh, you've got it in the mirror. Yes. That one I can't find on my Bible app. The forbidden translation. Is it forbidden as well? We have all the forbidden translations <laughs> here. Passion. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, mm. he has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. I love that. Fresh and new and everything vanished. Vanished. Hmm. What if we believe this? All right. Okay. (laughs) Poof. Poof. The old order, the old frequency, everything related to that old man vanished. We can consider it gone. You can also consider it alive, but it's actually technically gone. So if it's still alive in your life... Dead but acting alive yes. is a zombie. Yeah. Don't bring in zombie fear or <laughs> zombie condemnation. All right. The mirror. Uh, that's yeah. another funk dubious translation. Do you want to read that one? <laughs> All right. The mirror translation. Now in the light of your co-inclusion in his death and resurrection. Oh, I love whoa, that. Whoa, whoa. Co-inclusion. Whoever you thought you were before, Dean... I added the Dean, just for anyone wondering. Thank you. In Christ, you are a brand new person. I receive it. Exclamation mark. The old ways of seeing yourself and everyone else are over. Acquaint yourself with the new exclamation mark. (laughs) Acquaint yourself. Yeah. Acquaint yourself. It's probably more like that if there's an exclamation mark. Yeah, you're right. Acquaint yourself with the new. (laughs) That's so good. I love Ooh. the way that it words that. Yeah. Acquaint yourself. Figure it out. There's a story here. Colossians 3.1. Okay, Colossians is full of juicy goodness. Very full of Let's it. Let's hear 3.1. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, Ooh. seated at the right hand of God. I think some other translations say put your mind on things mm-hmm. above. Yeah. Put your mind on heaven. Mm-hmm. There's no being too heavenly minded here. Yes. So that you're no earthly good. The choice of where we're focusing our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Philippians where he says, meditate on these things. Yeah. All that is praiseworthy, trustworthy, wonderful, pure, glorious. High frequency. High frequency. What was that word we were just talking about? That you like? Bamworthy. Bamworthy. Set your mind on all things bamworthy. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Okay, Colossians 3.10. There's another good one. And have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. So we're putting on a new self, Mm. one that is being renewed. Mm. 
So there we're talking about engaging with our consciousness to a true knowledge, because it's talking about knowledge, according to the image of the one who created us. So we're created in his image, and we're supposed to be renewed in the spirit of our mind to that. It's interesting how all these next verses we have written down here talk about putting something on. A lot of times the verses right before them talk about laying aside, lay aside the old, and then put on the new. Ooh, this sort of reminds me of what we were talking about before in John 13, when Jesus put on the cloth, washed his disciples' feet, mm, yes. and he took it off after it had all the grime. Mm. He didn't keep wearing it. Kind of deeper meaning. Ponderings. But all these verses talk about putting something on. Mm -hmm. Colossians 3.12, So as those who have been chosen by God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So here we're putting on a heart of a bunch of very high-frequency things. Mm. Colossians 3.14 says, Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of union. Mm. So now we're putting on love, one of the highest... Yes, the most excellent thing. <laughs> the most excellent way, yeah. Mm. The highest frequency on all those charts we dug up. Yep. Mm. Ephesians 4.24, in reference to your former manner of life, lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit. So those, once again, are low-level things, because lust was one of the lowest things on the list. Mm -hmm. And that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, mm. which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Oh, yes. So how do we put on this new self? That's a great question. Mm, yeah, I came up with that all on my own. <laughs> <laughs> it's written down. <laughs> So, Dean, how do we put on the new self? How do we put on our clothes in the morning? I guess we just mm. go into our closet, take off our nightgown, choose what we're going to put on, and put on some different clothes. You wear a nightgown? No. <laughs> very 1800s of you. <laughs> I should really rephrase that. It's okay. Comfort is key. <laughs> Something about the flowing feeling of it. Yeah. Okay. Let's get a different mental image going here. <laughs> Dean, I can never unsee that. <laughs> I'm going to change my shirt, okay? Okay. I go into my closet. I take my old shirt off. I put it in the laundry. Mm. I choose a new one and I put it on. That's a lovely example. <laughs> So simple. I think putting on the new man is as simple as that because Jesus didn't make this complicated. No, it's just this conscious decision. All right, you say I can take this off and put this on, so I'll take it off. You're exactly right. We engage it with our consciousness. So when he says you're fully clean, you're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you, mm -hmm. put that on. Agree with it. Engage with it with your consciousness. Yeah. When he says put on love, take that on. Agree with it. Make a conscious choice to put that on. And when he says rejoice always, we do the same thing. We make a conscious choice to rejoice. Mm. So we engage with our consciousness. When we engage with our consciousness, what we do is we draw those emotions to an upper level. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because our emotions are not something that is supposed to dictate to us 
how we feel. Mm. What they're supposed to do is they are supposed to support and or confirm the reality of what we're living in. So if we're going to live in love, then our emotions should confirm. Mm. And if we're going to live in rejoicing, then we allow our emotions to confirm and align with that. Yes. They confirm the frequency. Mm-hmm. We don't let them dictate yeah. where we are on the scale. Mm-hmm. We are the temple of God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus. They're in us. Do you not know that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. So allowing what's in that temple to be the normal frequency and vibe. This mm-hmm. is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Those things aren't in heaven, all those other emotions. So just accepting that they aren't meant to be there. It reminds me of Jesus in the temple when he throws out all the money changers and all the people. He didn't want any part of the world or what the world normalized to be in the temple. Mm -hmm. That's what I see when I read that and he throws them all out. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just about selling things in a church gift shop. He doesn't want the world infiltrating the temple. Mm -hmm. And then he says, you're the temple. So those feelings that the world says, it's normal. Here's the normal stages of this and here's the normal steps of that. He's like, you're not of the world. You're my temple. Like how we put our clothes on. He actively took it out. Like, Mm. goodbye. (laughs) That is so good. I never understood how we could put off something Mm. and then put something on and it not be fake. Yeah. But when you take a shirt off and you put it in laundry and you take another one and make a choice to put it on, that's not fake. The conscious awareness of what you're wearing has shifted. Yeah. I am no longer wearing the blue pajama top into Walmart. <laughs> no hate on people who wear their pajamas into Walmart. Totally normal there. <laughs> but I'm wearing my yellow sunshine t-shirt out this door. Like, you know, you're consciously aware that you're wearing something different, mm-hmm. right? It would be bizarre if you were thinking that you were still wearing your pajamas. Like I remember driving to work once. I don't know. It must have been another night shift or something because I was tired and I'm halfway to work and I suddenly looked down because I was like, oh, I didn't put pants on. And I literally thought I was driving with no pants, but I did have them on. My mind hadn't fully accepted that I was wearing my new pants, my work pants. <laughs> so I had a moment of mild panic thinking I had no pants on, but I actually did. So it's very important for us to be aware of what we're wearing. Very important. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad that the end of that story turned out happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we can get so comfortable wearing something, okay? So my other friend who also worked with me at the hospital, she was wearing her really fuzzy-wuzzy bunny pink slippers in the morning, and she's like, oh, man, these really feel like my work clogs. I got to really remember to take these off. Nope. Shows up to work with her fuzzy-wuzzy bunny slippers. (laughs) I'm like, what? And you can't just leave now. The other nurses laughed. You are on duty. So she had to wear her fuzzy-wuzzy bunny slippers (laughs) until her first break. But, you know, you can get so comfortable wearing something that it just doesn't belong. (laughs) Mm. I feel like the encouragements from heaven and from the word of God to put on the new. I'll just read some of these things. He encourages us to put on a new self renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of Christ. He encourages us to put on a heart of compassion, Mm. kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. He encourages us to put on love. He encourages us to lay aside the old self. The Word of God also encourages us to rejoice, to pray without ceasing. Mm. It encourages us to engage life with a spirit of thanksgiving and gratitude Mm. and appreciation. Mm-hmm. What we're supposed to do is we're just supposed to consciously put them on. Mm. And when we do, we raise our frequency 
up to a higher frequency because that is what heaven is vibrating to. Oh, yes. In fact, it says in Romans 14, 17, that the kingdom of heaven, the essence of it, is righteousness, peace, mm. and joy in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So heaven is vibrating with righteousness. It's vibrating with peace. It's vibrating with joy. When we don't believe we're righteous, there's no way that we can enter the kingdom of heaven mm. because we're not syncing up. Mm. Sync up, yeah. Sync up mm-hmm. and you will go up. <laughs> <laughs> Dean. Yeah. Mic drop. Ooh, explosion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Combination mic drop and bam all at the same time. Mm, yeah, wow. because syncing up to the same frequency, the same wavelength of heaven puts us in a position where we can engage with heaven. And I can tell you another thing, the angels engage at those frequencies. Mm. If you want to partner with angels, if you want to partner with heaven on anything, if you want to be a person who hears and sees and engages with the kingdom of heaven, releases heaven on earth, then you're going to have to be at the same frequency as heaven so that you can... I have a perfect example for this. Okay. Haley's great grandma. So she's in her mid 90s now. Okay. She lived in kind of an oppressive marriage. Her husband didn't want to have anything to do with God. She wasn't allowed to talk about it or go there at all. After he passed away, she started embracing or putting on love. Like she was always this very hard woman, I thought. When she finally embraced this other frequency and started walking in love, not only did her external demeanors, changed drastically overnight, but she started having encounters with angels and she's still having them. Every time we visit her in her care home, she's talking about the angels show up and bring her things. And if she loses something, they'll find it for her. And she's completely sane. She's just opened up to another level. And it was very childlike and very innocent, you know. She always loved birds, so they appear to her in birds, like they'll actually come into her room. She's so at peace. It's like a different person. Just from syncing up to the frequencies that are available in heaven, mm-hmm. yeah. heaven opened up to her. Yeah. yeah, it was so simple. She didn't have to try to have these experiences, and she was embarrassed, but she said, I don't think I've actually read the whole Bible, despite having a life where it was forbidden, in a way. When she was finally able to open up to Jesus, mm-hmm. he didn't require her to go through all the steps and read the Bible and do all these things. Heaven just came and invaded. Just a simple alignment. A simple alignment. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what we're saying here today. For myself, you know, I realize that I've spent many years of my life aligning with some very low frequencies. Mm. I'm thankful that Jesus has brought me to a place where I realize that it's as simple as opening up to the real me. A new creation, me, to align with heaven and the frequencies and the emotions and Mm -hmm. the values Mm -hmm. of heaven, because those things operate at a different wavelength. And we had talked about this in our previous frequency podcast of how organisms or molecules, when they get closer and closer, they will actually start vibrating at the same frequency. Yeah, sympathetic. Yeah. So when you're aligning to heaven, you will just start effortlessly vibrating. We need to realize that we're not human beings having spiritual experiences, but we are spiritual beings having momentary human experience. Mm. When we start to recognize who we actually are, you're not mere humans anymore. No. What does new mean? New, whole brand new, spanking, shining new creation. We are born from above. Incorruptible seed. Yes. We are 
in this world, but we are not of it. You're an alien here. We are an alien. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're from a different planet. We're from a different place altogether. Mm-hmm. And that's why he likes to call us ambassadors, because an ambassador will come from a completely different world, a yeah. totally different nation with different mindsets, behaviors, and thought processes. And they'll represent that in the place they go to. They don't start mixing with that culture and becoming like that because it's normal there. They are representing another kingdom, its values and its mindsets. And that's what they stand on. We represent the kingdom of heaven here. And its vibrations. That's the next thing I was going to say. We represent the kingdom of heaven and we bring the frequencies and the vibrations of the kingdom of heaven to earth. And when we align with those frequencies here, we're able to bring heaven and release it over the cosmos, which has been so damaged. It is looking for us. It wants to be released into the same freedom that we have. It looks for the ones and responds to the ones who carry those vibrations because that's what creation was created out of. Mm. When the spirit hovered over the water, that word hovered means vibrated. Mm. There was a frequency that happened. Mm -hmm. Our creation, our earth has lost its frequency and it wants to regain it. Mm -hmm. We're alive (laughs) for a time such as this. You know, we each have this ability to bring heaven to earth. Whatever situations you find yourself in, it doesn't matter. When he says rejoice always, it doesn't matter where you are or what's going on. Whether you're in the hospital or you're on vacation with opposite (laughs) (laughs) flip-flops, you bring the kingdom everywhere you go and you can change the atmosphere. You don't have to preach at people anymore. You change the frequency in a room and people start coming to you. And like Nathan had shared in that one podcast, people started just opening up to him and saying, I don't know why I'm opening up to you. Like that's happened to me so many times. And people will say, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I haven't told anybody this. It's the frequency has changed. The atmosphere has changed. You told me a story about one time that you were in a hospital waiting room Mm. And some lady came in and started yelling at people about Jesus. Jesus. loves you and I'm not preaching at you. <laughs> but then just kept going on and on. There was just this harshness to it, like almost forceful. It almost kind of reminded me of when the person was following the disciples shouting, Jesus has come and risen. And they finally turned around and said, shut up. <laughs> was, the message sounds right, but it's not being delivered in the right frequency. Right. And it actually agitated people and people were so angry. One man almost lost it on her. And even after she left, the whole atmosphere now, it was worse than before she had entered with her message of Jesus. If she had brought in the frequency of heaven into that, mm-hmm passionate explosion of words. Some people have still been irritated, but maybe at least someone would have been spoken to. So you can say all the right words and you can say them with the wrong frequency. Yeah, they were technically right, but the frequency was off and there was no response except negativity. People respond to frequency. We get frequency. We sense it right away. Mm -hmm. We're kind of keen to that. Yeah, but I think we push it down As we grow and logic starts to kind of take over, we become desensitized to what we actually do have available. Mm -hmm. Dogs and horses and all these other animals can sense these things. Yeah, We've talked about this. Did he make them more in tune to heaven than us? I don't think so. But they haven't desensitized it with knowledge and rationale or like, oh, don't just assume. But we have the ability to sense and feel and be affected by frequency. I'd like to say to our listeners something just from my own personal notepad. (laughs) I think that I understood the command or the encouragement from the Word of God to engage with a higher frequency. 
But I think often I didn't understand how to do that. Maybe a bigger thing is I didn't understand why. Okay? So when the Word of God says, Rejoice always, in everything give thanks, I couldn't understand why. Why would you always rejoice? Why would you give thanks in everything? What's the purpose of that? What good does it do? It's honorable, and maybe it proves that I'm a good Christian or that I'm doing what the Word of God said, or maybe it proves that, hey, I can be just like Paul, because he was admirable. Maybe it makes me an admirable person to be able to elevate my emotion up to a level where I'm always giving thanks. But I didn't understand that it actually has nothing to do with that. I didn't understand that what it actually does is it puts me in a position where I am vibrating at a different frequency. It puts me in a position where I'm actually syncing up to the frequency of heaven. That's a completely different level of why. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because when we sync up with heaven, the very thing that we are looking for as far as an answer is at hand, because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I would encourage anybody listening who says, well, I could never you know, rejoice. It, it's not in me. It could be that you're in a place in life where you have become so used to operating at a very low frequency level that to bring yourself up and mentally engage at a level of thankfulness or a level of appreciation or a level of love might seem like such a huge, impossible undertaking. Something that you can't even imagine wanting to do because you've been a victim and you've been hurt and you've been and you've been and you've been. Mm. But realize that victimization is also a frequency in one of these lists and it's at the very, very bottom mm. along with guilt and shame. Identifying as a victim, identifying with all the emotions that come along with that puts you at a very, very low level. You can continue to operate there. We're not going to sit here and judge you and say that you are not entitled to those feelings. If that's where you want to operate, continue. But realize that there won't be any help from heaven. You will have to engage consciously at a different level to bring yourself up to a place where there's going to be healing and hope brought into your life. It is for our own good. <laughs> there are reasons why, more than just doing it because Papa said so. <laughs> it actually changes our metaphysical makeup and it brings us to a place where we are in sync with where the answer lies. And it actually brings a release of the very thing that you're longing for. So I'm just encouraging you if you feel like there's no hope and there's no way I could ever do that, try it. Give it a shot. Mm -hmm. You might be amazed at what happens in a very short period of time because it doesn't take a lot. The Word of God says, if you draw near to God, He'll draw near to you. So drawing near to God is drawing near to heaven. Mm -hmm. <laughs> drawing near to syncing up with mm -hmm. the high level of consciousness, the high level of frequency, and the high level that heaven is operating at. Draw near to that, He'll draw near to you, and you'll meet. Bazinga! Bazinga. Whew. It's worth a shot. That's the why. <laughs> If nothing else. Yeah, that sounds worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. And once you get there and once you start to experience and taste heaven in your life, mm -hmm. I promise you, you won't want to go back down again because 
you'll start operating in levels that you never understood were even available. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, Curtis. Okay. That's what we wanted to say today. Fantastic. I got it off my chest. Got it off your chest. Brilliant. Brilliant. Along with my nightgown. <laughs> <laughs> An image forever burned into our minds. <laughs> All right. Does it have like little lacy flowers? We're not going there. Like Jesus was a gardener. There's nothing to be ashamed of with lacy flowers, okay? <laughs> you just won't let it go, will you? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I make one mistake. And here we are. <laughs> you know, you tell me your little secrets. <laughs> okay. All right. So thanks for joining us today. It's been an awesome conversation. Mm. And we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. We encourage you to... Raise your frequency. That's good, Greetus. I like the way that sounds. All right. Have an awesome week, everyone. See you next time. Bye.